Welcome to the Seafood Matters podcast, a voice for the UK fishing industry. I'm your host, Jim Cowie. Having over 60 years hands-on experience in the seafood industry, I've owned fishing boats, processed and exported fish, and auctioned fish on numerous fish markets. Over the last 20 years, I've been the owner, chef, of the highly awarded Captain's Galley Seafood Restaurant in Scrabster in the far north of Scotland. Now it's time to introduce you to fishermen, seafood chefs, fishery scientists and industry leaders that I have worked with along the way. That's in a story in books and belonging to Stroma. We watched the new harbour getting built and boats, so there's a few boats about at the time. Like I can remember maybe about a hundred people in the island, but there was four hundred and ninety-five in the late nineteenth century. Is that right? Four hundred, just short of four hundred. And I, I don't know how they they must have made a living from the cod or the fishing or whatever. The they were catching a lot, a lot of cod. My grandfather landed his fish twice a day, maybe 30, 100, two ton of cod. He was doing that twice a day, you know, it's just no bother to them. They loved them. He, well, he salted a lot of them and they went away to London or Orkney, wherever, Jim, either. There's Orkney shops, I never mind them come in, but there's floating shops come in to throw them up or more people like Stromace and they swap the fish for lobsters, for groceries and whatever, you know, eggs and they could barter with, you know, Jesus. for hen's meal and clothes and that, that used to float into Stroman, just anchor up one at the north end, one at the south end, they go a week about there or a month, whatever they came. I thought it was only the one harbour that was there. No, there's one at the north end too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh God, there's a fleet of boats there too, I, it was mm-hmm. a, the lighthouse pier. What was it ever classed as? Part of an Orkney Island or, or Oh no, Ke- the only Caithness Island that's in it. Aye. Uh, it's the only Caithness Island that and the, what does what does Stroma stand for? Is it Stroma stands its north for Island in the Tide. In the Tide. Island in the Tide, yeah. My, yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah. my god, it's all Norse names. There's two names of Stroma, nobody could tell me where they came from. They were like a Gaelic scare gut and it's spelt like the Gaelic scare gut is one that's a rope at the northeast corner and the other is a scare gut a no sorry it's scurvian you'll have to delete it there whatever scare gut is a bit of green between the north end pier and the northeast corner and the other one is scurvian that's a wee rock at the at the corner there. You'll see it from the mainland there. But that's the only two names that everything else is Norse, like Whale Yo, like Whale Yo, and this sort of thing. It's funny that there's Gaelic in an area <laughs> where no, it's no, all Norse. Nobody thought it wasn't. It was connected. Nobody ever thinks it's not connected to Gaelic at all for some reason. No, no. But that's the only two names that are are like that. They kind of, and you went to school there? I went to school there and then I went to the high school and went to gym, I, three oh. years there. But uh, was one of the, uh, my teacher in Stoma was an auntie and there was my father and five sisters who were all all uh, teachers. Uh, they were all teachers and teach. They were in the high, high school in uh, Thurshaw here and they were taught in Glasgow, wherever, you know. Uh-huh. The, the youngest one was the uh, Diney, 
she was a teacher in Dundee for a lot of years, retired there. I she taught years and years in Dundee Street. Uh, we're all you must have growing up with your father, family, and sure. There must have been a great knowledge just built in with the tides and oh, it was you know things were handed down. I'm sure for hundreds of years, I yeah. Hundreds of years, Jim. I, I mean, it, I know myself, John. I, when I'm just going to book my day, depending on different parts of the situation season, that you're in. Yeah, with the sky. Or, <laughs> I, I'm, se- I'm, I'm 74 shortly, and I still would say that anything that I, when I'm looking at a planet or stars, or anything connected with navigation or oh, anything like that. I hope it's, it's my father I learned it from. Oh, it's all handed down that, Jim, honestly. My God, they had a great knowledge about the... Tremendous knowledge. We, we got to... We were at Dunnett Head one night. We used to fish Dunnett Head a lot. And we were coming home in the fog. And the fog came down before we got home. So we went to Harrow Harbour, that's below the Castle of Me. Mm-hmm. We harbour in there. We had to go in there about 10 o'clock at night because we couldn't see the island when we came to it. And there, waited till four in the morning till the daylight came back in. And then we left to get south thick fog, making up all we had was a compass. But we found ourselves home then in the morning about four o'clock. But uh, mm-hmm. my, my mother, she was stuck on Stroma on her own at this stage. And she didn't know where we drowned or where the heck we were. But she was uh, she was there on her own, and and uh, we were in another wee harbour and couldn't get home. You know, just was, um, was there a lot of people lost with the tides? No, really, Jim. There wasn't any. No. Mm-hmm. There was four fellas lost at the going to the they they were found. They had a whiskey still. Customs come in, caught them, taken to court in Orkney, and the four of them were drowned going to the court. The gale get up. Now, the other one was the Boers of Duncansby. There were three men lost there, but one was 16 year old. Like, they were, the, the story goes, they were racing home, but they'd landed up in the Boers of Duncansby and they, they were drowned there. Uh-huh. That was a boat with an engine in it. The, the, the boat was picked up the next morning up Duncansby Head. He was where the engine had rumbled out through the bottom, and here she was floating then with no bottom in her or engine. Uh, that, that's the only deaths I remember. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a, a, a fishing boat lost at Pentland Scaries, but his neighbour picked him up, and you know what happened to it? It, it took a wee roll, it's so full of cod, it took a wee roll and shipped the water in, the boat sank, and the other boat picked him up and landed him on the Pentland Scaries, and the lighthouse keepers gave them dry clothes and they got in the other boat, they all went home in the one boat, but they lost the boat, like I load of cod. There wasn't there was very few uh, people uh, lost in the sea like no, no. It's amazing because I'm not even saying that it's the most the strongest currents in the world almost. Or? It's the Navy recorded what I remember them saying so about fourteen to fifteen knots. Between the lighthouse at Strom on a swelky point and the lighthouse on Swana on the dark tail there, uh-huh. uh, just out in the in the middle there, there's fourteen or fifteen knots of tide. And it's just it's horrendous, like ah. Oh, I've 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 heard boats trying to go through the first and 
nor move it. It's just a dead slow and slow. That carry on. But that, I mean, that's that's fast. That's that's a fast. That's fast for a modern fishing. Oh, terrible, Jim. Terrible. I went round the lighthouse. We were, were down with the lifeboat, looking for a boat that had broken down that had gone right through, and it, and we out of the payment scaries eventually. But we were doing thirty-one knots going round the lighthouse. The boat was doing nineteen. But there was another twelve then on the with the cover in the ground, you know, thirty one knots. It'd just be a wave just just off it. Third poles are passing a teeth and I can <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, dear, dear. Uh, there was a boat went ashore there. So. Oh, oh boats, there's it was well a boats, Jim. I it was a, a cargo ship or something went. Oh, hey, that was later on after everybody left that day. Aye. Bettina Danica. That's it, that's it. The story was that he fell asleep and he was right up the back of Strom and that's how he's heading out the way from it when he, he hit the tail at the, the southwest corner there. Three years old, that boat. I mean, it's obviously given you a colossal uh, knowledge base on, on the tides and that because, John, I've been a long time in Scrabster as well and I know I've been there with oh, fishermen. Sure. Yes, yes. When they would call you and ask you... <laughs> <laughs> going through the fence, ah, right. it must be such a dangerous. There's, there's sometimes they call me up and they say it's it's kind of rough. Should we go in through Scott up go through Hoy Sound, or will we keep going through, through the other end? You know, the around the south end of Hoy there. Uh, and is, does it make a difference which way they go at with different it, tides? They're looking for a better passageway weather region. That's yeah. what it is. You know, it can be. And can you get better passages going? Ah, oh, you should. You you had to pick the place you went. Like I, oh dear, dear. I've man. quite often seen boats when they're going west. I'll be right close into the. It's close into the Caithness coast. Ah, yeah, no can. Is that? It's far more advantageous to go to the Idiot's Roma. There's no tide there. It's going the other way with you there. Right? You know where it breaks in the island. Uh -huh. uh, and it's there's no tide inside there at all. Oh, uh, at all. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The ebb tide, the the big area at the west side of Stroma there with the same the the bit going north is called the Langberth and the wee bit going south is called the Suthberth. There it's you know it's different names I had for it all. I'll tell you who was lying in the area at the west side of Stroma like who's there was Gunther Preen that went in and sank the Royal Oak. He was lying with his periscope depth there, hiding there till the darkness came down. Is that right? Honestly, it's in his book, I've read it. Oh, I'll continue to dead cert that. I mean, he, he, lay, he lay under the water, periscope depth, he, waiting for the darkness there. They wasted us so much. Abe died there. And they wouldn't have been seen that? Never seen that. And then he was done by... Then he went into the new Scapa Pro then, and he uh -huh. blew up the Royal Oak in the new Scapa Pro. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the other the other side is flood tide. It's got a when the flood comes on first it's it runs not such a good area, but once it makes an area, the north end it's called the Ferracu. The first inside area there. Nobody I've never known why it was called that, but everybody called it Alistair Woman called it Ferracu. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the south end then it was just called the West Tide. That's the funny thing about the tide. The tide is called the direction it's going in. 
the wind is called the direction it's coming from. Okay. Right? Yeah. You get a westerly wind that's coming from the west. Yeah. Maybe you get a west tide that's going west. Yeah. And I've heard they quite often it's the probably when it's worse than the first, is it? If you get wind against tide. Oh, terrible, Jim. That's what creates that board of dunk. It's been a easterly wind and a swell and the tide going into then the flood tide. And the other side's got the merry men away. Uh-huh. That's, that goes all the way to Tornace there. Uh, yeah. That's where the west of me went. Uh, well, I'd be right in saying if you could almost see the line of the Merry Men of May. Oh, absolutely, Jim. You'll see the tide there the whole time. Yeah. Any swell at all, like I. Yeah. Seen us coming home to the west, like Broke Bay area, and we'd come down there and there'd still be a bit of Abe running there. We'd have to leave it in the mountains of seas there. We'd just wait till the tide stopped and it was flat like the floor it's funny, I don't know, I'll, you, you probably relate to this, John. I remember my fa- asking my father one time uh-huh. when we were younger about the Pentland Firth and just how <laughs> bad it well, was. He'd be well a quick. He well, absolutely was. <laughs> and you know how he described it? This is the best way to describe it for him was look at that boiling pot. <laughs> Of the cooker. I would say I would say he never put any more <laughs> real than that, did you? No, that's no, what no, he used no. to, that's what he used to call it. <laughs> Just a boiling pot. We we used to leave at three in the morning to get west before the flood tide came on. Three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning and you got the egg tide west all the way with you, you know. You used to see I'm not sure so sure if it happens now, but very often you would get boats that are fishing the west and they were coming through east. We'd come into Scrabster uh-huh. and wait for the tide. Would that, would that amount of hours st- stay in Scrabster, would that save them anything? Well, they would save them the fuel of steaming through there. Well, they'd be through there in an hour, but if they steam through, it'd be hours, hours, hours steaming. Aye. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Certainly better In fact, I've heard of the, the coasters coming and they were, they'd realise they were getting to the first, the strong tide. But they'd ease the boat down a bit so it'd be eased by the time we got here. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also heard uh, that some of the big ships coming out of North America going to the, like Rotterdam. Uh-huh. <coughs> the channel is a much more dangerous way to go th- sail with uh, so many, so much shipping. Uh-huh. But the, a lot of them do that. To, to avoid the tide. Uh, yes, I'm sure the world in the Pentland and Firth. Yes, 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 I'm sure. Which, uh, yeah. which it's obviously world renowned. Oh, oh, by, by seagoing people. Oh my God, I it's oh it's it's a it's renowned for for the, the dangerousness of it and that you know. Uh-huh. We, we were hauling creels one night one one morning at the just waste the lighthouse. And the this fishing boat came down, and it's head tied, and he came down, and his head came off the the tide, the main tide, and he just went stemmed the light his and he didn't even realise it, you know. But he, he turned them round, round, round about there at the edge of the tide, like, and uh, it's quite tide, dangerous. Tide, this is this is broad daylight with no weather, you know. Wow, uh, no, it's quite dangerous. It can. Another thing I've heard you say in in the in the talk, chat something, John is. 
you know, we were brought up and thinking that six tide is six hours to come in, a half an hour, That's six right. hours to go. There's always a, an hour. It's a delay where it slacks up. And six hours. <laughs> but I've heard you saying that's, that doesn't go in the first. <laughs> no. The, the stroma's got an hour of difference between the south end and the north end. My goodness. Uh, the, the, the beat in there, it'll be slack. They say, they say it's flood tide. And when it comes high water, the tide will stop at the, the beacon, but it's still roaring at the lighthouse. You know? I mean, I, what's that? That'll not be a mile, is it? It's about a couple of miles, that, Jim. Is it a, Maybe just over a couple of miles. But that's an hour of difference here in that two miles. Now, when you think of it, it's only about three or four hours, is it, from scrubs at the wick? High water at Stoma Lighthouse is the same as high water in wick. Sorry. <laughs> That's when it slacks there at the high water week. Uh, it's, it's a funny, funny old place. I remember when my father was at the sea and it was tide books that would go by. Ah, that's right, Jim. I... They, would, they would go by. Obviously, Helmsdale wasn't on the books. Oh, there would so, be a constant for it then. Yeah, Liverpool. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's right. That's, they would, I'll never forget that. They would follow the tide it's for the, Liverpool, because that was the same as funny you should say Liverpool, because Liverpool goes for the waist end in the middle of the first year. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that one, uh, but you, but Along the East Coast, it'd be something very similar. You know, like a uh, wink and no far beyond it. Like, uh, uh-huh. uh, well, and is it anything to do with the closeness between the land, between Orkney and... Uh, I would say so. It's an narrowness there. It's it's like the Atlantic trying to get into the North Sea, Jim, and it's not got the room. Uh-huh. It'll build up, build up. The other thing that this makes it build up at this end, down at Stroma for the rise and fall, will be nine feet. But scrubs are here, it'll be about 19 feet. Uh-huh. You know, this is... This is the rise and fall, the maximum, you know. Well, so what would that, it could be about 19, 20 feet in scrubs there. And nine at Stroma. That's just uh, You had to know all that things to be, you know, it's, yeah. it's all passed in from generations, that thing's in. Uh, Obviously, I'm, oh, dear, dear. I'm quite sure maybe a generation or two before yourself, a lot of that would be... This, 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 it is, it is planets and stars and... That's right, Jim. Uh, oh, dear, dear. I remember, Wait. I remember, uh, I used to think it was quite funny when they used to talk about, uh, like in either nature programs, geography or whatever, they would be talking about the importance in the sun. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and okay, we need the sun to get warmth, the oh, light absolutely. and whatnot. But my father used to—he was more interested in the moon. <laughs> Very interesting, all that moons and because that was the tide. Oh, that's what they put the tides in the go. You know, you get your neap tide and your spring tide. Uh-huh. Well, the neap is when the two two are opposite each other on the earth, but when they're both pulling in the one line, you're getting the spring tide. They're both pulling together. Okay. The the. You know, the, the thing is, uh, oh dear, dear. It's a, it's a funny old game to learn adult idiots. It's fascinating. Oh, you know, there's a 
thing that happened with, to me, John, and I've asked scientists, science teachers, uh, all kinds of people that I thought, and fishermen, and that. We were, we were in the middle of London. Uh-huh. The family, my father driving, my mother in the passenger seat, three kids in the back, my brother, my sister, and myself. That's it. Our younger brother hadn't been born by then, uh-huh. but the, the three of us in the back. Dear, dear. And I'll never forget, we were driving, an old Ford Popular in London, lost. <laughs> lost our way. Needing some, need some navigation. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I'll, ne- I'll never forget it till my dying day. <laughs> my father said, he was just looking up at the windscreen. And he said, if I could just see the sun, I would oh. know what side of the Thames I was on. Oh, sure. was, I've never met anybody able to explain to me. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm sure you could do. That's uh, sun's a great day. Mark for getting, not a mark, but a signal for getting in an ocean. You know? It's, you know, nobody, nobody has been able to tell me. And it's not a case of where he was in the world, which side of the river. You think there's the Thames you're from? <laughs> and if he knew what side of the Thames he was on, oh, sure, sure. Right. He would have gone. Oh, God. They would, they would know all the signals and signs and things. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, so, so, what when in your life did you actually leave Stroma? Eighteen years old when I left. Jim. Okay. I met your wife before I left Stroma. Well, you met your wife. Uh, then. Okay. And were you? Did you stay at the fishing? Yes, yes. I, I remember. I remember you as a fisherman. Yes, that's right, Jim. I, oh gosh, yes, I stayed at fishing all my life. Most of my and when that. I mean, you were a coxswain of the local lifeboat. Uh, uh, life, uh, when, when, at what stage was that? Was that before? I was in my twenties when I was say the twenty late twenties when I took the coxswain's second coxswain's job. To my, uh-huh. I was in the lifeboat for twenty three years there, but we did a rescue in Stroma of the Pearlies fishing boat when we were there ourselves. Okay. Uh, the Elths was the name of it. They were, oh, they yeah. struck me, the Nessa Duncans be there. Oh, we, we left so my, my, my mother got out of bed at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's a February morning night. And the, she says, there must be some activity, there are a lot of lights and things over there. So we never took breakfast or anything, we just went in case the room didn't saved or helped or whatever. Mm-hmm. We went down there and we rescued four uh, crew out of the boat, like I went up and we were breakfast with them, photos and all of that. I have photos of it. Really uh, we had our breakfast with them, and that was in 1961. And when I was in the ice plant working, I always thought to myself, I wonder if there's any aspirin. These fishing boats are all taking, you're taking them in yourself, of course. Uh-huh. And they, they were all coming into scrubs at the time. And I said, I must ask somebody if they know any of this, uh, uh-huh. this people. So I board the granny, the greeny, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, the I, I board it, and I says, I took down a photograph of this four guys. I says, do any, any of you know uh, uh, that, about that? He says, they're from our village. Wow. One of the guy. 
Good God, I said, do you know about this? Yes, this is really... They were from, they, they were both the granny, Eric was a... Eric was a skipper. skipper. It, it, was, it was one of his crewmen. It I was asked. in the Suderoy in the South Island. Uh, that's were, right, yes, that's from. right, Jim. I, anyway, he says, there, he, he says, if you see the the, the new boat, boat coming in, it's the... The, the chief engineer in it is, is the, he'll be in with the boat. So I said, he says, ask that boat what the, what the, what the, what the, if he knew about it, see? So he says, the, the, the skipper says to me, this guy is not on board, but he says, I'll tell him to see you when he comes in or come down next trip. Uh -huh. so my God, the next trip, this guy come over and thank me for rescuing them. Well. Hack and Jacobson. He, he came over and thanked me. For, yeah, he yeah. thanked me for risking them at the yeah. guys, you know. Uh, they were, yeah, you know, well, I thought we'd. Uh, I, I used to enjoy dealing with the Faroese. I just thought we had so much in common. <laughs> there was one guy I'll never forget. Was, you were talking about tides earlier. He, he was, they used to, they had no landing gear. Yes, so yes. So we used to land them with cranes. Oh, it's Simpsons. Simpsons yes. cranes. So they would just, in they would come, moor up, away to the pub, and we would be discharging the fish. And <laughs> uh, when he came back, or the next day, uh, oh, he was in an awful state. He could hardly <laughs> move. So I says to him, I says, what's on earth is wrong with you? So he came back from the pub, not aware of the rise. They've not, they've not got the rise and fall of the tides. No, straight, they, they don't even bother. In, in Pharaohs, it's straight, Jim. Obviously, uh, like you're saying in the Roma. They hardly tie a ladder. Yeah. yeah so down. he came back from the pub, <laughs> just walked off the pier and dropped about 20 feet onto the the deck of the boat so oh he was just an awful state so I was up in the pharaohs no long after that and I met his cousin and I asked I said to him I says how did the your your cousin get on when he arrived home he says well he says it was actually quite funny he said he was getting he was in the bedroom he was getting ready for bed <laughs> and he's taking his clothes off and his wife looked and says my goodness what happened to you there he was black and blue all doing one side <laughs> and uh, he turned to his wife and he says ah oh, it's nothing he says we got a big sea it threw me against the wheelers <laughs> look at all <laughs> the damn supplies of it it's in regular oh dear 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 but Thinking back of the tides and that job, that must have been a huge help to you and the lifeboat, the, the, you your know, knowledge you, of the... In Elixir Stoma, you didn't go anywhere, and they said tide, you knew when to go or what to go, but the Elixir uh, lifeboat, you had to go at any rate. It was all knowledge. Uh, maybe, uh, but the lifeboat was called for, and you had to go regardless of what the... We, we were going to the lifeboat when everybody else was making hope, you know what? Well, John, uh, you know, we had the restaurant for 20 years, Carl's <laughs> Galley, 
and it was right in front, you know, the lifeboats were right in front of it. Yes, yes. And, of course, if anybody was eating in the restaurant when they got the shout, when they got a shout, (laughs) cars were arriving and people diving on board, I uh, I used to always say to any customer, obviously they were all interested to see it. This is new to them. Yes, 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 never seen them And I always made the point, John, I says, when all that lads get a shout, and he says, they're going hell for leather to get there, I says, there's only one thing they don't consider themselves. That's it, Jim. No, it's just uh, you go regardless, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, pro- you probably don't know what you're going to see. You don't, you know, you're going to come across oh, it. Some, some, some ended good and some not so good, did Jim? Uh, must be an no, incredible. So, but, you know, they're, they're, your, your knowledge of that taste uh, must have been uh, fantastic uh, for that. It would all they, they have to do with it eventually, you know. Uh, no, they were, I got to see, as I say, some of them ended good, but some of them were not good, you know. Oh, that's, yeah. that's for life saving there, like. Oh, yeah. Life, that's uh, the thing I got all the details on when I finished with the lifeboat. Uh, Certificate of service. Aye. Uh, well, they're going to try to place up in your oh, world, rightly oh, so as well. It's, uh, oh, Exodus, they were, uh, oh, but you enjoy that thing, see, Jim. I'll tell you one thing about the lifeboat. People ask me, what do you think about people that are swimming or whatever? They, I says, first, one thing you don't do is ask them what their religion is. You, you, regardless of what he is, he's to be rescued, you know. You can't ask a guy in the water if you're, if you're a Christian or a Roman Catholic or whatever, you know, you, you rescue that guy, you know. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. back, back and tell you a wee, quick story about your gra- granny. They come in one night to land, and I says, they spoke to some of the guys, uh, I knew their faces, like, I says to one guy, I says, in my best fear, Louise, have you much fish tonight? And he says, I'm from the East Nuka Fife. <laughs> <laughs> Married in the Pirates. <laughs> I thought it was so cocked. <laughs> I've I've a, a slightly different uh, story I had one day. We landed aboard, got his tonnage and his price. So I was I went down and gave him his tally, seeing how much he crossed. And uh, he was okay, thank you, and whatnot. And then I went back up to the office and the who's ever uh, Lassie Jane was working in the office she says oh you've made a mistake here <laughs> uh, I says what sort of mistake she says oh you've short you've shortened you're short changed them he says he's got more fish so we made the new tally up and I went back down and got the skipper and then he's broken English. Here's me standing in the pier saying, can I get tally? Tally, tally. Sorry, <laughs> didn't understand. I'm saying, sales, sales note. Uh, paper, paper. And he's no making out any of it. I'm saying, I made a mistake. Error, 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 mistake. No understanding any of it. 
And I, after about five or ten minutes, I said, look, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and you're entitled to more money. More money? He gave me that one. He was with me right away. <laughs> oh, they're getting some of your mind. Well, um, <laughs> you understand that, don't we? But that's, that's funny when you see it with the high, high and low one. That's once when it came off, the guy came off worst with it. Because, you've, I mean, when you think of the drop 20 feet on a deck of a boat. Oh, dear, dear, dear. The one good thing yeah. would have helped them, you would have been well sozzled, so... Pick a painkiller. But I remember a time, John, as we've spoken about it, uh, I remember myself, anyway, you would have probably been one of many situations. The Doll Mackay star, as we called him at uh -huh. the time, well-known local fisherman, and just a frightening thing we heard that he actually broke down his engine stopped yes, yes. in the first which i just thought was frightening and this they were seeing some at the time it was something like 12 to 14 knot times yes, yes yes and i remember speaking to yourself john and you turned quite cool calm and collective and said well, he won't hit Stroman. Never hit it at all, Jim. No. Whenever the tide hits it there, it, it, out the way it goes, it, it bounces off the island, in, in other words, you know. Would he hit a rock or would he just... You hit nothing, no. Is that right? Never and hit he did, oh, Well, he didn't on that occasion. The, the Scaries is the same. Like, I think they got him in the North Sea uh, somewhere. It's waste. He was going at the same time it was on there. Oh, was it? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you how I knew Billy Pracker was aboard him. He was, Billy was a crewman. Billy, that's right, Billy. Uh, you were on board him for a while, were you? No, no. Were you never on board We used to, used to gut fish for him in the harbour when they come in. Oh, right, okay. Uh, I can remember you... Fishing in a Helmsdale boat. Aye, Silver Star. Silver Star. He's Willie Jolly, aye. That was Willie. That'll be James's... Father. Father. They were on board. Willie. Aye. aye. He, Alistair and Alistair. James. They yeah. were both on board the boat. Yeah. Well, Willie's mother and my father's mother were sisters. Never. Yeah. Exactly. Nice they, were, they were joppy. We uh, were cowy. But yes, yes, yes. Through mothers. Ah, I see, I see. There was a relationship. Uh, they were dash good to me in hell, so I'll tell you, they were nice people. Ah, right? they were decent people. Wally uh, was a... Wally was a fine soul. So Wally didn't see very much at all. You know. Good fisherman. Yeah, but... I, I think before they got that new boats, they had a... The, the new boats had like a twin derrick at the stern, like a partake of the fishing board. Uh -huh. And all they had was a mast before this. And yeah. a block at the top, of it. and they took that much too big a lift and put the mast down through the cabin. And Jeez, I mean, I'm telling me that much. Yeah, the, 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 to get back to Stromer, I never told you about the, the whirlpools there at the time, Jim. No, no, there were bad ones there. I the, the ones, the, the scoot at Scarton, that's one of them, that's where the graveyard is at the southeast corner, and there's one at the scary whale which is at the east side of the beacon there, and the other one is the rip on the west side of it with flood tide, uh -huh. and the most dangerous one is the swalky at the right. Uh -huh. uh, it's all treacherous for small boats. Were you still on the 
lifeboat when you were working in the ice plant. Yes, I was, yeah. Yeah. Yes. We went over to the... We went over to the name of the Long Hope Lifeboat Ceremony from here and I had to leave the, leave the Mr. Simpson to look after the ice here for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, it's still in it. There, there, there's a funny saying, I'm sure you know exactly, that when the, built the new pier in Stroma, uh -huh. everybody sailed off. <laughs> there's, they saw, uh, people were saying that they've gotten a, uh, an inch for a fresh pay every week now. <laughs> they thought they'd be better getting that on the mainland, but I don't know if that was true or not. <laughs> and Stroma Island in the, well, I, was, I thought it was Island in the stream with it being Strom, Stroma. Uh, well, well it, it, it's, it's, it's Island in the stream is the Norwegian name for it, for Stromsy. So believe me. Yeah. Oh, let's see, that's the name for it. Orkney sometimes have it as one of their islands. <laughs> They've no chance, honestly. Is that right? It's the only island that belongs to Cape The only island. Aye. Yeah. There's, there's stories that's in some of the books I have about the, 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 the when the Norwegians came. It was about 5,000 years ago that they were there, you know. There, I remember... Or, Son Ashley, who did a lot of I'm sure history on research and research on Vikings, and uh, I mean, this was a hub and a centre for yes, them. Yes, yes. See, at the Norwegians, they were everywhere. They were they were as far south as uh, the Isle of Man, and they were, yeah. they were everywhere. That west coast was full of them. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh dear, dear. So you would you would have seen a lot uh, boats either coming east or west. All the time, Jim. All the time. I think uh, for some reason Thursday used to be a favourite day for a lot of shipping going past and over and still more like. Okay. East and west, you know, for even as a kid the miserably exciting uh, growing up. It was a great great hobby, the spying glass on them, see which one it was and when he went past and then we'd watch for it coming back again from the continent or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a great day, thing, yeah. Great, yeah. great hobby for the Islanders. And would you ever get to the stage when regular, maybe local fishing boats, they'd be quite far away and you would know who it was? Oh, okay. you could get the number, Jim. We knew what boat it was then, you know. Aye. We knew the numbers. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Yeah. I don't suppose that would have mattered whether it was INS or BCK no. or WK. <laughs> One of them. Monday morning you used to see them all come around Duncan's way just have fleet of boats, you can nearly walk on them, you know, they're just Is that right? Oh yeah. dear. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. They're all making waste, but there were there were smaller boats at that time besides what they are now, like you know. And you see when a boat did go ashore, how would how would that have happened when the way the tide kept them off? Would they just be too close or they've steamed on, but if you stop them, they'll not touch anything. Oh, it's steaming. I do believe that's what happened to the Cathay Nider Kitchener that went on a pimp and scaries. He it was splitting on the main island and he was south and he stemmed the tide there and couldn't get up through it. If he'd stopped the boat he'd be okay, but this is what they they, they maintained. He stemmed there but it went inside on on top of the island then. Okay. Uh, but he was steaming trying to get clear of there, uh, Do you remember going back a long time now, I'm sure you'll remember him, John. 
Sandy Bruce. Was it the Solidity? Oh, Sandy, so Sandy, Sandy, well. Oh, he was lost in the All Hands, wasn't it? On the all lot, Kim Boat and all. On the, on the first. 1983 or 84, that boat was lost. Yeah, and they reckon he just drove down. He just drove it down. Would that be just wind against tide or. No, the wind was with him. And I'll tell you what happened there. Out in the middle of the Perth, I know exactly where it happened because the bucky men told me. And it was about five miles north of Dunnet Head. Now the Crystal River was steaming with him and he was inside where the flood was down there. But at ebb tide was lying for three hours more than inside. Heavy swell there with the with the he got into that there, the the just the very last of the ebb tide there. And it was just horrendous seas it was at. I mean, the other boat that was inside. The other boat that was inside. He was only about a mile or that mile. Was, when you say the uh, Crystal River, was that Peter Smith? No, I can't remember who the guy was. It was. It was before at the gym. I. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the skipper's name. Peter that was Smith. Had the, it was I mean, Peter. I. Uh, it's a, a long time. But, whether he had the Crystal River, it's a long time. In fact, you know Alan Addison. Yes. Who's on the venture now? Oh yes, well, he, st- he started when he left his father's boat and, and went to sea with Peter Smith. On ah, the, on see, the I might, I might Peter on the go. This is this is some other crystal. This is a BA okay. boat, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of mean the skipper's name, but they were. They, this is as we were speaking before about the tide in different places at different times. Uh-huh. This is what happened. The flood tide was down. Inside it was making east the flood tide, but out where Sandy Bruce was, he must have said, "Oh, it's all flood tide. I'll get down through it." But he must have mistaken that wee bit of water there. I don't know, but it was I remember hearing from different fishermen speaking about it afterwards uh, that it was he was classed as somebody that knew the first. Sandy was well acquainted at first. I just didn't know how he lost his boat. There. So it just shows how, no matter how acquainted you are, it's still a Sandy been. says to me, we sold the diligent that they had before that. That's mm-hmm. a diligent. She was an old, old boat. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, we're getting rid of that old boat and getting a new boat. I'm afraid she'll go in bits in the first. Is that right? That's what he said to me himself. Sandy Bruce said that to me himself, ladies and gentlemen. And that's exactly that right. is, it's the it's the new boat that got it in. Yeah. And they yeah. came from the Flannan Isles, I think, that night. I think that's right. Uh, they, they said she wasn't such a good boat with just a few fish in her now. I think you only had thirty or forty boxes of fish in her. Yeah. The, I, 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 that's what the buffers told me. I think I think the other boat I remember it was lost or I remember the skipper that was lost. The Alec Flett, his name was, he had the, the, the INS boat. Aye, uh, 146. Was it? boat. Was it the Aquarius? The, no, no, uh, no, Coronia. Coronia. Uh, he was a lost, I don't think. Was he not? No, no, I can't mind him. No, Aye. no. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah, it's, it's frightening, really, who. Oh, okay. I remember uh, when I George Robb oh, was okay. lost. At Duncan's Bay. Oh, we were thrown up in that hand. Were you really? Yeah. Well, my cousin, he was on the Coast Guard at the time, and he was saying that the lifeboats 
were looking for them, the bodies, and they were couldn't believe that there were a, there were a lot, they were seeing a lot of lights, and they couldn't believe that it would be small boats, lobster boats, and that out in such a poor night. And they only dis- they discovered afterwards it was the life jackets of the crew. Uh, I know that George Robb. Yeah? There was nobody floating about that George Robb, I don't think. No. Nah. Just went straight into the... Oh, hell. The, 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 the Coast Guards had a light shining from the brie head on it, and they were seeing the flashing of the... They thought these people flashing back. But they realised afterwards it was the windows and the thing that was ah, boat rolling air, Jim. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Ah, I mind the Frenchman that was lost at Rockall. He was trying to lights in the sea there. He had the, the, the raw individual men. They were all floating with we, we life jackets on them with lights. Ah, we were, when we were in Stroma, that George Robin ashore, and he, my father said, something's happened up there. We could smell the diesel and the oil. Shoot. Coming down the wind, we were about maybe five miles the northwest from it. Right? And so we could smell the diesel in the air. God. My father says, something's happened there. He says, they're about burst or sunk or something. He says, and it's the George Robin was. Uh, nobody understood why he paraded off Wick all day in the daylight hours. He went down there at night. Aye, aye. Don't know what for a fact to the Coast Guard. So I, thought, I thought he had when he went between the stacks and that they uh, missed the first <laughs> yeah, that was the other story that came right enough Jim they thought maybe it was Duncan's way that he'd seen the stack Aye. thinking he was seeing but I don't think he was seeing very much with the kind of night there was in that you know okay. the long hope life was down he, he, the, he won Neil Stewart refused to go which was quite right so right he couldn't get out of the week bay he reckoned Aye. there was a great there's a great closeness between Long Hope and Thursday Lifeboat. Oh, God, I thought I'd say, Jim. Aye. Oh, aye, aye. Oh. We, we even saw the, it's the, the Long Hope Lifeboat passing Stroma, going making down for it. Is that right? Oh, terrible. It's, it's terrible night that to be. See, when the Long Hope Lifeboat itself was lost. Aye. Were you on the Lifeboat, Thursday Lifeboat then? Eh, no, Jim, no. Eh, it was 1969. Uh-huh. That she was lost. I, I remember seeing after that. Day, I remember seeing the upturned hill and oh, blind and scrubs there. Terrible. I was coming up. It's an apple tragedy. Oh, it's terrible. You see my bonnet that I wear, all the badges uh-huh. on it. One has the memorial to the Long Hope Lifeboat crew on it. Is that right? I, I always say that's the most important one that's on it. Uh-huh. The other ones are birds and various other things, but one is the, their memorial. I remember when, just in recent years, when they had the service for Kevin's son that was lost. It was Ryan. Oh, Ryan yes, Davidson. yes. And uh, the Long Hope Lifeboat crew were over. Oh, yeah, they were very close there, Jim. Oh, that. Uh, I knew that fellas that was on a lifeboat. Is that right? We used to go into the Long Hope to my auntie's there, my auntie's there. Uh-huh. So, so really, as far as anything happening in the Pentland Firth was concerned, any accidents or that, it was between the Long Hope yes, and the Thursday Lifeboat. Yeah, so it's all, all them that's involved, like, you know. 
<laughs> Having said it now in this day and age, if they'd had a self writer, they would have still survived it. Is that right? It wasn't a it wasn't, it wasn't a self writing lifeboat. So uh, they all saying it's cool to see you. TGB the name of her. Yeah. TGB was the name of the lifeboat. That that was the name of the lifeboat. Oh, I see. I I then. TGB. That's all. It was three letters. Okay. That would have been the donator. And somebody something got the wrong that thing. Mm -hmm. Was it always, you know, it's donations? No. It still is, Jim. Amazing thing, and I find uh, ah. there's, there's a queue of people wanting to That's right, that's it's, you know, it's a funny system, you know. It's, oh, dear, it's dear. an amazing organisation, RNLI. <laughs> Even <laughs> when anything would be really raising money, that's mention the RNLI, and they would be running that's out of right, money in your. It's different to what it used to be altogether. I'll tell you what's lovely is that the monument they've been wet now. Oh, yeah. My gosh, it's lovely. I, I, you know, I still go and visit that and have a look at the names and bits and pieces of it. Lovely. lovely. What it's, a size of a... It's no everywhere it has one of them now, you know. I know, I know. And it's, Angel of the North, they call it. Is that what it is? I think so. I heard some people saying it's Angel of the North. I think it's, is it giving... Giving with one hand and losing with the other, I think. That's uh, what it, uh, yeah. You can get something from it, but you can lose yeah. heavily to it. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a lovely job. I think, I think the one thing that, well, not the one thing, but I think the thing that takes the, the, I mean, the responsible sort of people that are using the, Peddling first uh -huh. is treating it with respect. Oh, for God's sake, Jim. Aye. Oh, I think it's the only way to do it, Jim, is treated with respect. There was, there was a, a Icelandic ship there when we stayed uh -huh. in the island. He, this Icelandic ship, he capsized off the lighthouse of Stroma, about a mile and a roughly a mile of it. But he came down there and he did, didn't expect any problem. But the boat turned turtle. And it's a, sure. a, it's an Aberdeen tower. They picked them up, with Jim, the crew. But they, they reckoned that the tide coming down, the first of the flood tide, and he was sitting the ebb tide. And when he met one, met the other there, they reckoned they'd capsized the boat there. That's where she is. She's lying up north of Stormont. When, when what? One what? Well, he was still in the, the ebb tide, meeting this new tide coming down. Jeez, and they reckoned that the, the, the and the waist tide, the, the flood tide must have got in below the other lot and swept the feet from below the ship. <laughs> oh dear. And none of that you would see with the visual eye. No, no. And this is in broad daylight. The, the skipper of the tower says he knew there was something wrong because he could see the derrick swinging out over the side of it when she went. Like, aye, aye. And the, we heard them, he, the, the skipper had told the crew in the tower when they picked them up. The skipper's wife was on board and a four-year-old son. They got any life wrapped. And the skipper says that they've been playing cards down below with the crew. And he says one guy actually came in a life raft with a hand of cards in his hand. Was <laughs> 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 that it would be a great hand. Uh, that was it when we saw it happened in broad daylight. And I'll tell you how bad it was. There wasn't much we see because we were at the Huna that day, but it was a northerly wind. Uh, uh, we were at sea, we were a 24 foot boat, you know. 
You know, that all reminds me of uh, going back to the Ford our parents and that uh, and it's a very, very true saying and I, I always rings with me, John. Aye. Uh, any time as burns right up, any time we would hear of somebody lost at sea, be it a crewman or a all hands. Absolutely. She would turn and say that's the price of fish. Oh, that's the true price of fish, as he said. Yes, I've heard that saying before. She's the it's an awful thing, you know. That's the price of fish. Terrible, terrible it is. There's an awful lot of main lost stories, you know. People would even have the audacity to think they would get it cheap. Uh, What's cheap? Life's not cheap. As you say, it's a true price when the life was trying to get it, it's terrible work it is. And 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 that's a fisherman's lives and lifeboat crews are oh, out there oh, with oh, no fear of their life. Oh, dear, 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 dear. I'll tell you one thing I always maintained saved crews' lives was when they started putting shelter nets on. Oh yeah. It must be a lifesaver that one. Yeah. I always maintained that. Yeah, you look at some of the I've read some of the books, uh, Disasters and oh. off Lossy, off the Fife course. Everywhere, every Ev- week, eh, Jim? Everywhere, and there's oh. a loss of life. It's terrible. Just, it's just terrible. And it must be open decks and. Oh, 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 oh. See, see that other, uh, I was telling you about that ship that capsized, but the trawler picked all the crew up. See that Camford that sank when he did a load of. He, he, Concrete no, desertion. Yeah. That's exactly the same place as that Icelander. Is that right? Now, whatever happened there or not, it's the same. Uh, well, obviously, the same. I know exactly where he was because Wally Simpson was watching him on his Wally from Stroma. He was watching him on, on his uh, computer, you know. Uh-huh. And Wally was watching him and seeing him coming down from Duncan's area, coming down there. And he went and had his lunch. When they came back, there was no boat. And they thought there was something wrong with his computer, but the boat had sunk. Wow. My God, he says he couldn't believe it. Like, no. And did, 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 did they were there? They never got to cruise. That's still any boat, Jim. Aye. That's right. Oh. Yeah, but did he did see the emergency services? I'm, I'm not sure what he did about it, Jim. I couldn't mm. say, like, aye. But they were, they were looking for it immediately about that time, like, I think, sure. aye. I remember that. Aye. And he was a seemingly well-known... Aye, they were good, good seamen too, I think, as far as I can gather. Like. Yeah. Oh, it, it just it just highlights how important it is oh, oh. that there is skip, uh, certificates oh, and skippers. Yeah, right. I mean, just kind of be a, any Tom, Dick or Harry to, no. to get into that stuff. No. Like, you know, no, no. no. I just feel that should... Uh, should stick in this idea that cheap fish is... Oh, they're no cheap at all, Jim. They're no cheap. No, no. Men's lives are oh, at risk. Oh, dear. It's awful when they, they lose their lives. That they, they're, they're at it all the time. And still do it. Keep going on, mate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh dear, dear, dear. It's... Oh, the cruel sea. It's... Oh, it's the cruel sea. It's, right. it, but it's fascinating just... Speaking to you, but I love any time I am speaking to you, John, about taking up the pentel at Firth because, <laughs> as I said, I've always been 
born and brought up thinking, as I said earlier, six <laughs> hours high water, <laughs> half an hour, <laughs> six hours low oh, water. Yeah, so what's and you'll be coming, I think you said to me, what would I be eating? said, it was three hours one way out Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, there's two or three places like that. It's Scarscray Point is one. There's a, the east side of Dunnet Head, and they're only about an hour and a half of flood tide, and nine and a half hours of ebb tide. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There'll, there'll, be, there'll be no way of putting that on a time book or anything with that. <laughs> Unless you know all about it, like but you, exactly. you need to know it personally at things, you know. Uh, That's obviously why you still dear, get people, dear. fishermen, phoning you, oh, oh, asking oh, you what to do because ah, yeah, doesn't no. matter. Obviously, how powerful the, the, the boats the, down, are. Down on the the Castle of Me in that area, close in the land I'm talking about here, maybe a half a mile or uh-huh. a mile off. That'll be is a. Three hours of waste going tide there, and nine they going the other way. Sure. That's the opposite to what it is at Broke Bay. That's only about a mile, two miles apart. Crazy. Eh? That's <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear! Aye. unless you're unless you're showing that things, you would never even twig it. No, no. Scourge Head, that's another place. Uh huh. Scourge Head's all north tide there. Is that right? get maybe a couple of hours of south going. That once the once the tide gets strong on a point, it gets stronger and stronger, and it wears off the point then, and all ingoing tide then to meet it. Nah, it's it's a strange thing. It's all that's uh, that's things that've been thought up, not thought up, but known about for years and generations. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, oh dear, dear. And does it vary? Oh, that's constant, that chance. Is that right? Oh, tide is constant. Yeah, so that difference is oh. from the normal six Normal for six hours running or whatever, you know, that's various stuff that'll yeah. just fooling into, you know. Yeah, but this three by to nine and Two different areas going the opposite. <laughs> yes, is that, is that constant? Oh, that's constant. That's there all the time. Every day the tide runs. That's constant. And this charts, this charts got that. Oh God, I could not take the jump. They should have it. Like, uh-huh. uh, I've seen, I've seen the diagrams of the paint and first three arrows on it, and some of them they'll no even match up. You know, is that right? No. It's but that one's there, I know there's just absolutely constant. That, uh, uh-huh. And is that close in? Ah, uh, it's maybe a half a mile off, Jim, to the shore yeah. there. Uh, so once that once that east tide starts there, that's for nine hours in. So if you were, you know, on the Orkney side where it's a big wider sea, ah, could be quite different there, maybe. Is it? Uh, Quite often see boats go that way, and I just wonder if it's maybe more. They're, they're maybe getting less tide or something, Jim. Depends yeah. what time they go, of course, aye. Of course, aye. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah. So they would really wait until they got 
the tide going west if they were steaming west. In all honesty, yes, it would be, Jim. It'd be, it'd be more to their advantage, sick. Aye. Yes, I remember right. Ian when he had the old Alskier, uh, you know, the previous one to the one he built. Uh. I remember he was coming east, uh, from the east, uh-huh. coming into Scrabster, and he had a role in the Many Men of Me. Oh, and shifted his boat wheelers, you know, not the wheelers, but it's the just fish and the fish room. Just, it's, it's a horrendous place, that they can, yeah. can have, a, have a apple repercussions there. Like. Uh, My God, uh, it's, it's strange too when you can look out from the land and just see the white water. Ah, uh, you see it, see it, the, the merry men away, they call it, the men call that a merry men away. Aye, but we... The old Abe's, that was another name for it. Maybe not many people have heard that. No. The old Abe's, the strong, they called it something. Exactly. And what caused that? I think it's coming off with making shallow waters starts in them. Yeah. And why it should go to the deep waters is another story. And although it looks just white water, would there be a lot of current and... Currents all going into the and the more heavy westerly sea you get, the worse everything is there. It just escalate there, you know. Exactly. Uh, so it can be can be horrendous at times, Jim. But uh, other times, we, unless it's, unless there's weather, it's just not too bad at all. There's so many days that you don't see the the ripples in it, you know. Is that right? Uh, every time they can. Well. <laughs> From what you're saying there, I think my father was not far wrong, a boiling pot. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he used to always describe it as. Certainly was not wrong in that one, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard heard other people call it boiling pots. See, when you're going west, just say you're steaming west and you're going through the Firth, the Pentland Firth. Uh Uh-huh. And then you're clear of the Orkneys uh-huh. and you're just at the north coast. You, you wouldn't have the same tides then, would you? Oh, no, no, Jim. Since okay. you're clear of the land, clear of the person, oh, it'll drop down to three, four knots as soon as you're up it. Because it's got the expanse there that it's, it's uh-huh. jammed in here and trying to get all through there at one time. Yeah. I always know the same at all. It's still, it still matters, it still affects them. Even with modern, big modern boats now, we may have, I mean, well, I'm going to think of it. My father, we used to think it was a battleship, the size of it. <laughs> and it was 54 feet. Some of the boats nowadays, our battleship would go on their deck. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I'll still, they'll still, you know, I'll be speaking to somebody and I'll say, when will you be in Scrabs there? And they'll just say, well, they'll still say, well, it depends on the tide. Oh, sure, sure. You'll be watching them on the computer and you'll see them no, no making the speed they were hoping oh, to make. No. There would be maybe seven, eight, nine knots. And as soon as they're coming they closer to the first, well, they maybe... Or not ever do that. I've, I've seen yeah. it at five and three. Dear, and dear, dear. You can go down yet and still, it's the same thing. You'll see a guy, he's, he's hit the tide wrong and he's just merely crawling up the earth. But this is maybe coming down the west side of Orkney. Oh, the west side of Orkney. And they'll be steaming, making good times, seven, eight, nine knots. And it's just where they're coming south. 
Okay. And they come come close to the first. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's five, four or five before, <laughs> and they know that oh, because yeah, they'll yeah. say, "Well, it depends." They know they'll they'll not give you a a time of arrival because it's dependent. Oh, on. it's alters all the time down there, you know. Dear, dear. Oh, it's it can be difficult for shipping that stuff. Is that you know fascinating. It's oh, a huge difficult. subject and oh. so important as well. Oh dear, dear! As you see, no wonder they've got get, got to get scatter tickets and things there. You know? Well, and it's it's really annoying when you hear uh, people making a idiots of themselves going out <laughs> to sea and some crazy oh, makeshift just acting go. And then the next thing there's a. Lifeboat called out to them. Men, they're putting men's lives at risk because they don't value their own. Yes, exactly. Our lifeboat here was short ago. I think a guy was about 40 miles in the sea in a canoe thing. Yeah. I think it's his his, uh, family that he phoned from. It's lucky getting that mobile phone to phone. Yeah. But the other thing that fascinates me about the crew of past crews. There's certificates for outstanding seamanship and bravery and up with the coxswain of the life. Oh, sure, sure. I'm sure you're aware you can see that with the certificates oh, in your wall here. Okay. And Doogie was relieving wing yes. for one and he's got a certificate. Yes, yes. But don't speak to any of you, and it's just a shrug of the shoulders. There's no. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, uh, well, it's just another day at the office. You get on with it, and that's it, Jeremiah. <laughs> Somebody's got to do that thing, then you just get on with it. I know. Yeah, well, it must be just a way of life. Oh, you know? God, they never say very much about it at all. I mean, even young guys, you know, you, th- you think. In some ways, you think they're going to be risking their lives, but they're so proud and pleased that they got a crewman's job. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. It's right. just like a... Oh, absolutely. I've done it. I've got there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, well, dear. There's probably a mother and father that are thinking, geez, that's the last thing we needed. Oh, I just see it. Ah, oh, dear, 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 dear. Yeah. Ah, there, there we... It's it's great how the the public support them all the time. I think, I? yeah. So, go back to the situation we said it, or any of that boats. Uh, all they need to do is switch off their engines. Oh, if they stop there, they'll they'll. And that's is that the same in a gale of wind or storm or. Uh, well, as long as she's got a good grip of the sea, he'll never touch the island. Eh? Yeah. Maybe if he get a wind blowing straight on the shore and the tides slacking off or something, they could have a problem, you know. Uh-huh. There was a big tanker, super tanker. He broke down in the fog in the Pentland Firth and the crew abandoned ship because they thought she was going to go ashore. And the tug picked him up by, out between the Pentland Scaries and a Duncan Street. He was on the west side of Soma. He went right down around that and out through the, the uh, channel at the east end. Uh-huh. They all jumped into the life rafts. Uh-huh. 
So I think he's a Greek key. You don't mind that? It's the it's the Orkney tongue that told him into the Kirkle. I think I remember that really now. I, I think oh, I remember what that'd be. Oh God, it's a good while ago. Right. It was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, well, I would have been certainly uh, old then. They, uh, they were panicked and got out of the ship. Like, they were thinking she was going to hit straw, I think. Is that right? They never touched this thing. So obviously See, that, that classic knowledge. example of that. Like. Aye, that's interesting because that knowledge is no... No, they didn't know that she would miss it, you know. Aye. They were certainly expecting her to hit it. Gee. Uh, it's a tug that... And I'll tell you <laughs> something, that the, the, the tug, the ordinary men took the ship into Kirkwood, I think it was, or Scotland, I can't remember. But they took her in there, they just fixed her up in a couple of... Hours kind of thing, you know, it's a bleeding the fuel pipe or something. Uh-huh. They weren't even just fixing, which they should have done that you see, you know. Uh-huh. I think yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. I think they panicked and just get it here kind of thing. The only thing that I would say in def- def- not defending them, but I remember when the Tory Canyon, yes, son, Seven Stones. Aye, doing it the channel. Yes. Now they reckon that he knew for miles that that was going to happen, but they, they were with the way their engines and things are, they they, they, they couldn't stop it. They could slow it down and put it in the reverse, but seemingly it wouldn't have stopped. Too slow, too too late, <laughs> doing it be too late. Possibly, nah. possibly. But I heard a story about her. The the the. Air Force, they were out to blow it up and put it on fire, you know, because they were thinking the, the head fella, he fired a rocket at it and they missed it, but this, the junior fella coming behind them had. <laughs> that. And Chris does beat us, that's another one, up and on the chicken rope, I think. And the skipper, I think, he's like one of us guys that didn't have a ticket at the time, like a Greek hole, whatever. And he thought he'd passed that chicken rope about an hour before he hit it. <laughs> this is the difference between a, a competent discoverer and that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it obviously shows that competent is important and giving respect. Oh, okay. If they get themselves in a bummer against tide or uh, weather, bad get, weather, getting or, a rebel, you know, they can still get the It's easy, easy done, Nick. Uh, I think it was, it was it John Flake, he called the boy from from uh, Westry. Uh, I think it's John Flake's name was. He he was in the Merchant Navy and he was in Rotterdam or some of the places and he went up to the Greek office in the place and the boy says, uh, uh, are you looking for a skipper's ticket? He was looking for a skipper's ticket. £25 and he got one. And he had two or three yes things. And they were sitting at, at home in his in his house, and he said he'd heard that much rubbish going on about his tickets. His wife says, "I found some skipper's tickets or something." He says, "Put them in the fire." It was only radio she wants to make. <laughs> he told her to put them in the fire. <laughs> That's worth nothing. <laughs> he was skippering on the Orty boat, saying, "I, I think he was in the Northfjord or something." Like that. But you're not talking about John Davidson. No, no, oh, I can't no, talk Okay. Show me still the go. No, don't think so. Oh, dear. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. He was a character. A hell of a, a, I mean, a, hell of a story about him. Show me, show me, come along the road, and I was speaking to 
Davy Coachman. No, Davy. Good God, what do you call him? Coachman, is he? Oh, Coachman. Yeah. yeah. He'd had to pay there with David. Wally. Wally Coachman. Wally was working at Harbour at the time at New Harbour. Yeah. And, and the... I was speaking to Wally out to the pub. Wally had a bottle of rum and it's smoking here. Charlie <laughs> Charlie came along the road walking, making prepare for Orty. And he, he says, Hey, I'm here for my old skipper coming. Wally says, he's, he's, Charlie came along the road and he says, Hi, how are you doing, boys? I know, but I can't Charlie quite well myself. Uh-huh. He says, You'll take a, a dram, John. Wally out the bottle of rum and the hand wasn't even broken, sealed was whole. Give her to Charlie. Take a drama with her, Charlie. Oh, yeah, all right. Charlie's take a court over. Take a slouch at her, talk her. I put her back in his own pocket. <laughs> so nobody says any more. So the yarn and Charlie took off with a bottle and me get away to the ferry and took a bottle in and get away. Oh, well, yeah, buggers open my bottle. <laughs> so when, when the show day come round now, that's just about the spring of the year. Uh-huh. Show day come round, Wally. Coach, he went to work to the show, and over he went, and he got up into all the tables, sitting all these things, and he was at it with Tony while his prize hands, bantams, what heavy on one thing, rosettes on winners, all this. <laughs> now Wally he had a carrier bag, and he get up and he rang two of their necks on it, put them in the bag. He says that three on bottle of rum he took off me, <laughs> and it wasn't a Wally at all, it was Tony. <laughs> Nothing I could do about it. <laughs> I rang two of the nights and put them in a bag. Is that do my dear or is this really what I run? He was doing ferry runs between the islands. Ah, that's right. Oh. And, uh, I remember him giving me a business card. I think I might, I hope for I meant to look, I think I still have a, a copy of it. Well, he's not only going to tell you. All his, the services that he provided. Oh. And there was, I think it was two on it. Uh, rebellions quelled <laughs> and virgins converted. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> was someone else. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> oh, Charlie was oh, a good guy. Good guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A good guy, well, they were all good seamen. Oh, for God's sake. But oh, I've, I've, John, as far as what we've been talking about the day, I've personally known a lot of uh, back fishermen that have been oh, sure, speaking sure. to you, contacting. Go back to the Orkney men, they're the only nation or men that never complained at the ice pond at the end. Is that right? Never complained. Oh, yeah. Never complained. Uh-huh. And they're the only nation because they complained. Personally, curse some of them, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they accept things. And... and one guy came here from Peterhead and he'd never been there before. Like, and he, <laughs> I went down to give him a, to tell him what I said, like, and he says, how much ice is that we got? I said, seven ton. Oh, he says, that's bought no how seven ton. I says, well, I'll tell you what, I need to find it. Because old Huey Sampson told me, never do them, give them, play. he said, I'd rather give them a ton too much than a bag too short. That's old Huey himself said it. And he, he, he says, that's more than about seven ton. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm either going to put any seven ton or I'm going to put any right amount. No, no, he says, seven ton will be fine. 
just soon called his blog. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a result of trying to. Dear, dear, dear. I remember my father used to say when the going back, going over, going way back to the like the trawlers, uh-huh. like the Grimsby Hill trawlers, and oh, that, sure, 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 that they were coal boats. You know, they were driven in coal end. Oh, boats. sure, sure, running the coal like aye. Aye. And he says they were great sea boats. Oh, because God, he said there'd be and, and he says the ballast on them. He said there'd be full of coal. Going to sea, and then the and fish, full of fish coming. Yeah, it's the fish would subsidise the the wheat then. Aye, so they were, and I have heard of them. They didn't catch much, which left them aye. unstable a wee bit. Yeah, uh, that was a great thing. They never stopped at first, never stopped for weathering. We always used to watch them and just going. We lose in it, you know. Is that right? With the, with the heavy weather, it never stopped. Uh huh. No, no. And that would be a bit of a risk, would it then? Or no, it? not to them at all. Like, no, them, no, 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 no. And would the fact that you had good ballast and all that... Ah, that's right, Jim. Is yeah. that helping? That it would certainly help under the conditions there. Like, uh, it, it wouldn't be a place you'd be wanting to sail without ballast, you know. No, uh, no, no, no. So anything light or top-heavy or that? No great at all, Jim. No, no, no. Jeez. They would mostly have fish, as you say, to counteract the... The stores and coal yeah, and everything down there. You know? no, he used to always say that they were really oh, trade ballast and yes, yes, yes. sea boat. They had diesel electric ones at one go, like way back, long ago. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, John, I think we'll fold it up. Thank you oh, for, your, for your time. Thank you for listening to Seafood Matters Podcast. You can subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. You can join me on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook by searching for at Seafood Matters Podcast or get in touch with me through my website www.seafoodmatterspodcast.com.